Hello everyone, this is Donovan LaCroxy. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Hip Hop, Let's Talk R&B, and Let's Talk What's Going On in the Community. We're definitely going to talk about what's going on in the community. And from the Brothers United Mentorship, I have Tre Trevin Noble. How you doing? I'm doing good, Donovan. How are you? I'm doing good. You're first time on this podcast, and you said you've listened to a couple of episodes, but we're going to get to know you today. Do you want to explain to our listeners who you are? Yeah, so as you already said, my name is Trevor Noble. Um, I am a second-year commerce student at the University of Ontario Institute of Technology, or OTU. Um, and I am the founder and executive director of the Brothers United Mentorship Program. Okay, 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 okay. And you have listened to the show before and you love it, right? Yeah, I actually listened to a few episodes. Mm -hmm. I listened to some from your podcast and then some from your um, some of your radio interviews with Ryerson. Yes, yes. And listeners, yeah. I do do a radio station too. For those listeners who are listening probably in the States or Europe, I do a radio station as well too. But I love doing the podcast. I love to, you know, to get to know people. Now we're going to talk about the Brothers United Mentorship Program. Now first, do you want to tell us a little bit of the backstory of how you decided to develop this? Yeah, so, okay, it's actually funny, because a lot of, like, my friends, um, whenever they ask me about it, like, they always assume it was part of some, like, grand plan um, that I had for the longest time, um, but it was honestly kind of random. So, back in, what was it, 2018, so I was about grade 11, uh, Caria Community Health Center. Um, released a grant for like community projects run by youth. Um, it was called Take the Lead. So they had like all these posters up um, in my high school. So like I just remember kind of like walking past it every day. And I was just like, I don't know what, but I want to do so. Like I want to apply for that grant and do something. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I just want to do something in the community. Um, and then kind of fast forward. There was a teacher at my school. Uh, her name was Mrs. Prescott. And she originally wanted to do kind of a program for youth. But it was kind of like a basketball type of program or like youth and like high school students would kind of like connect and meet up. Um, but she just never got the chance to really execute on it. And I really kind of like, liked that basic idea of connecting youth with like mentors in the community and I had already been through a similar program uh, specifically geared to black students in Durham shout out to Durham Black Student Network by the way um and I kind of just put two and two together and I was like you know what there's nothing really for elementary students especially young black elementary students to really kind of like support them and kind of like help them at least in my town and I was just like hey all right, let's do a mentorship program. So I apply for the grant. I end up getting it. And then I also end up phoning a bunch of my friends, um, just calling them like, hey, guys, so I have this idea. Would you be down to help me out? And they were like, uh, sure, Trev, I <laughs> we got you. Um, 
and yeah, the rest was kind of history. Mm-hmm. How did you feel when you were approved for that, Gren? And by the way, I grew up in Durham region myself, too. I went to school up there. I I grew up in Pickering. I grew up in Ajax. And for listeners that don't know, that's the greater Toronto area. That's east. That's the east side, like Pickering, Ajax, <laughs> Whitby, Oshawa. Shout out to all our listeners. You never know. There could be, you know, listed from there. But I don't remember, like, this type of mentorship program like for when I was in high school but how did you feel when it was approved I was honestly like really excited um so we had because there's a few other groups like applying like to the grant um so it was a grant for like a thousand dollars right and we ended up getting maybe like six hundred or so dollars to run like the program for the year and like I was just really excited like I was genuinely really excited like I had already been a part of, I had mentioned the Durham Black Student Network. Um, I had been a part of a program like that empowers Black youth, and I knew how much it impacted my life. And I really wanted to kind of like recreate that experience for younger students. So, yeah, just elated. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And how important do you think mentorship is to you? Like, I'll tell you this, brother, like between us, I never got no mentorship and I'm in my 30s. So back in the days, let's say growing up, I never had mentorship. I never had somebody tell me do this or do that or what to look out for. I'm sort of like, you know, learning it as I grow older. What are your thoughts to that? No, like, honestly, my experience was kind of the same. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't like I didn't grow up with like my dad around or anything like that so like there wasn't necessarily that sense of like I guess guidance or mentorship or specifically like male guidance in my life Mm -hmm. um and I like just from my own experience I felt that it was super important to kind of provide that um and I've kind of seen it in like the lives of my peers too like you know people that I grew up that ended up getting involved in not the best of situations that honestly could have been avoided if they had someone kind of in their corner um really kind of keep them on that straight and narrow so yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you're right it's very important but do you think out of 10 how important do you think mentorship is that might be a cliche question but you never know (laughs) some people might not think mentorship's important kind of just figure out life for yourself (laughs) out of 10 like i'm I'm gonna say 10 because like Yes, yes, I do agree with you. You do, to an extent, have to figure out life for yourself. You have to make your own mistakes. You have to learn from them. But I feel like why make unnecessary mistakes if you could have had someone to kind of help coach you through certain situations? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So with these students, and by the way, shout out to all the grade five to grade eights. I hope y'all still doing your homework. Don't be online, whether you call too much. And if you're online, you make sure you look at something resourceful. And actually, if there are students listening right now, let's say from students to grade five to eight, because that's what the program, you know, that's what you guys are looking into, right? So what would you say to those students right now? Hmm. I felt those boys so many little like parables and anecdotes all the time. What would I say? <laughs> um, I, honestly, to hop on what you said, like I hope you're doing work because those kids will be telling me how they're playing like, Fortnite, Call of Duty all the time when they come in. I'm just like, hey, have fun, guys. But like, get your work done. But on a serious note, um, boys, no, I love you guys. Um, if you are listening to this, um, I hope that um 
everything that we're doing is kind of just just helps motivate you guys to go after whatever your goal or aspirations are. Um, and just remember again, it's brothers united. You're not in this alone. And yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what if somebody compares this to like the boys and girls club or, but again, this is brothers united. Now, is it only for, you would say black youths? Because suppose if you are a white youth or any other racial youth, could you utilize this program? Let's say you get into the wrong hands as a youth, no matter what color you are, or is it specifically you would want to gear more toward the black kids? So we do, like, personally, like, we do specifically um, gear towards just black youth. Mm-hmm. Main reason, that's just our lived experience, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then if we just look at different statistics and stuff like that, they are at more risk, you know, compared to their peers, mm-hmm. uh, even other racialized students in, in certain cases. Mm-hmm. But um, it's actually funny you mentioned that we've had, like, a white student come in and we, you know, had a great session. Um, but no, we do primarily gear towards black students. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And now, do you want to talk about some of the group discussions that you guys have had in the past? Because you guys are talking about everything, you know, from, you know, media representation of black men and black youth. Do you want to dive into that? Yeah. So how we kind of structure the curriculum is from January to June, right? we will have a different like topic of the month and then each week. So, okay, just for listeners, just to give context, we meet on a weekly basis starting in January, every Thursday. So we have a topic of the month and then each weekly session kind of focuses on a kind of like subtopic of that general theme. And we kind of explore that with the students. So like, for example, February, obviously black history month, um, we'll, each week we'll either try to like cover lesser known figures in black history, or we might take time to discuss like certain social issues. So like you had said, um, media representation was one session that we had done um, last or earlier this year, actually. And just kind of looking how we as black people have traditionally been portrayed in the media, um, unfortunately, often in a negative light. And then kind of just teaching the boys how to kind of critically look at media mm-hmm. and how they try to portray people of color. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what if they look up to those people? Like, you know, in music, most of their mentors, these young people, are the Drakes, are the babies, are the little babies. What do you say to that? Is that a positive representation? Let's talk, like, you know, to the youths, because they look at, and youths mostly, and especially Black youths, they do yeah. love to listen to music. So what are your thoughts to that? That was a really good question. I don't think there's necessarily inherently wrong with um, looking up to celebrities. Like, it's natural, right? Like, mm-hmm. they're kids. Mm-hmm. They're going to, right? Um, especially if you're growing up in a situation, like, say, you and I, where you didn't really have your own role models in mm-hmm. your life. You're yeah. going to look up to those people naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the main thing I would tell them is just to be critical, right? Yes, you can admire and, like, look up to someone's, like, work ethic because all of those people that you named have great work ethics and they have put in the work to get where they are. And I won't even discredit them for that. Um, But just to, you know, think critically, like not 
everything they necessarily rap about or prescribe is stuff that you want to be living, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's true. It's true because, okay, for example, and I know young people, I think the young people are getting smart to see that it's not all what glitters, you know, all those music videos, all those chains, they realize it's a lot of hard work. And for some, let's say you have, I mean, before COVID-19, right? And the reason why I'm bringing before COVID-19 is because you actually implemented it before COVID-19, right? So let's say if you had a kid saying, I want to be a rapper, I want to be like Drake. I want to be the biggest rapper. How do you respond that? Is that something they should strive for? And I mean, obviously, it's your dreams. But I'll tell you the truth. I, If I had kids, I don't want my kids just, you know, wanting to be in the entertainment industry. Because there's more positive representation for black people, I find, than what the media prescribes it to be. Personally, like, okay, I definitely see where you're coming from with that. Personally, I don't really try to deter, mm-hmm. um, I guess, students on certain, like, or away from certain, like, career paths. Mm-hmm. Um, mainly, I just try, like, whatever their career path is, whether they say they want to be a rapper, whether they say they want to be an architect. Mm-hmm. Um, I just try to really get them to see the work that they need to put in to get there, right? So if they say, hey, I want to be a rapper. I wouldn't just be like, mm, are you sure? I'd be like, hey, what are the steps that you want to take to get there? And then if possible, I'd even try to I try to bring in guest speakers based off of their interests. Um, so, like, for example, during our financial literacy month, I'll bring in one entrepreneur to kind of talk to them about starting your own business. If I had a kid that wanted to be in entertainment, I would try to connect them with um, black people in that space that understand how to navigate it. Mm-hmm. And- mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, that makes sense because, and again, listeners, if you have children out there, we're not deteriorating. Some of them may want to be a rapper. Some of them may want to be a singer. But I like what Trevin said, Mr. Noble said. I would try to bring them, you know, people who are in the industry to give the ins, the outs to. And like you said, they need that guidance, right? And then if anything, like after they kind of get that exposure, they might be like, hey, I actually don't want to be a rapper. This is not what I had in mind. Uh, right so right right because okay again and i'll say this it's like i think the young people are seeing it's not as easy okay back in my days when i was a kid man i used to want to know what it's like to be on tv what it's like and then as i get to get you know to get to be older in life i feel oh my gosh some of this (laughs) life i don't want because You know, and I love my private life, and I mean, radio, it is private. You know, I'm behind the mic a lot, but I don't want too much of my life exposed out there. You know what I'm saying? But throwing it back, if it's about the kids and they want to aim for that goal, aim for it. But like you said, you'll point them in the right direction. So let's talk like about finance, because finances, you said, for example, right, finances, you had a financial literacy person come. Do you find a lot of black youths are thinking about finances? Or what's the stats or the background about that? So... 
wouldn't really be able to call out like specific stats off the top of my head. Sure. Um, but I think we both know that in our community, wealthy um, black people are the exception, not the norm. Mm-hmm. I think we both agree to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so personally, like the financial literacy month is something I take very serious because in my opinion, um, you know, for us as a community to really like grow and thrive, I feel like economic empowerment is kind of the keystone, mm-hmm. um, the cornerstone, I should say, to that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the kids are always super receptive to it. Mm-hmm. Like, they, a lot of them talk about they want to be rich, <laughs> they want to secure their bag. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Parents secure the bag. You know, they got to get the bag. They got to get that money. But they should be taught, like, you know, for example... Okay, I'll just use the SUS for example. And any parents that have kids or, and, you know, just any kids of any race too, for example. And I know this, again, is catered toward black youths, but I'm just using an example to any parents. You have your, let's say you have some good Jordans, $220. But let's say they've saved that. But they have no back money in, you know what I'm saying? They have no back money saved it. So is it wise to just spend that money and get those Jordans and then realize you have no money? Like, let's say I'm a a teenager, but I want to look really cool with my new Jordans. Is it wise? Like, would you teach them to, what do you call, save as much money as possible and then... Hey, when you have enough money, you could probably, but if I only had those, that exact amount for those Jordans, you know what I'm trying to ask? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So a big thing that we kind of try to teach them in terms of like financial literacy um, is save, spend, serve. Mm-hmm. So break that down. So save is kind of, can be broken into kind of two parts. So mm-hmm. obviously you get your money, you put it in your bank account, um, but also investing because I find like, especially in our community, mm-hmm. um, not a lot of people know about investing their money, right? Whether it be in stocks, whether it be in bonds, whether it be in commodities, whatever whatever it is. Like, a lot of people are very unfamiliar with the idea of putting their money towards assets that will grow and make them back money. Um, so that's one. Um, and then two, we, we don't really discourage them from spending we just really try to tell them to spend smart like there you you... go there you go so again Mm -hmm. you know you have the jordans and you can't afford them don't get them (laughs) yeah exactly exactly if you can't buy it twice then you can't afford it Um, (laughs) but some kids it depends from the pressure too they do get desperate and they do want to fit in so they'll you know they'll okay i wouldn't want to say they'll steal it but you know what i'm saying they'll spend that money and realize they have no money saved and then they want to do other things so do you guys push like for some of the students let's say for a grade eight student would you push employment not really push but you know encourage them to get a part-time job or no honestly this so it's actually funny you mentioned that because in the past we definitely wanted to do kind of sessions towards like employment getting jobs and stuff like that mm-hmm. um just because of kind of the age range and like only the grade eights yeah. technically mm-hmm. are really eligible to work we never got to really like execute on it sure it was a big priority but um yeah like we do encourage them like if they if they're
their aspirations are to get newest Jordans, all the type of stuff. I tell them, like, hey, you guys can have that stuff, but you just have to be ready and willing to work for it, mm-hmm. whatever it means. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You guys have to be willing to work for it. So any teenagers listening, and even younger ones, you gotta work for it. You know, you got you can't just say, "Well, mommy and daddy will buy it for me." Well, they will, but sometimes if they don't have the money, they're not getting those new sneakers right away, <laughs> or they might have to wait for, till Christmas, or they may not even get it at all. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Okay, so before COVID nineteen, right, you guys had met discussion. How has COVID nineteen affected the Brothers United mentorship program? Obviously now we can't meet the way we used to. Are you guys still doing meetings or are you guys doing it through Zoom? Like what's your method of communication now? to entail that the program's still running yeah so we definitely have to transition to uh zoom sessions Mm -hmm. that was a little difficult just because a lot of like the content um that we kind of plan for the students is based on being able to kind of interact with them and then being able to interact with one another Mm -hmm. so kind of like switching how we present certain things was Definitely um, not an easy transition at first, but, you know, I think we got over the learning curve. So going into our third year, I think we have a, me and my team have a much better grasp on kind of how we want to deliver on our lesson plans. And yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you want to shout out the team and talk about the goals for 2021 since the year is almost ending? So of course, got to... Of course, I don't. I have to shout out the team. Um, <laughs> boys, if you're if you're listening to this, volunteer supervisors. Um, I just want to like really say on record. I want to say on record like, how much I really appreciate you guys. Like I always give them the same speech, but truthfully, um, if it wasn't for my team, like this would not be possible. Um, yes, it's nice to have an idea, but if you don't have people that are helping you build that vision. It's not going to amount to much. Um, and I just really want to express how much I appreciate my friends. Because it's one thing to have people in your life that you can make memories with, but there's few people that would help you literally make an organization, like help you build your vision. Mm-hmm. Um, so shout out to all you guys, Kavon, Jaden, Aaron, Miles, Nolan, Matthew, Bishop, Braun, who else am I missing? Mackenzie, so many more. If I missed anybody's name, oh, Caleb, everybody, everybody. I appreciate you guys so much. Mm-hmm. Shout out to all those guys, Caleb, all them from this podcast too. I don't know. I can't name all of you guys. He actually did it better. But um, <laughs> yeah, actually, you know, before I'm going to ask about the goals, it's a funny thing you mentioned that because you're right. A lot of people don't have people that can help implement their goals. So for example, again, let's go back. If you have a young person that has a lot of negative friends around, oh, you can't do that. You can't start this business or, mm-hmm. oh, you're too young to be saving money. So how what, how would you encourage them that it's okay to save, you know, every dollar? It's okay to think big and, you know, but a lot of young people are around people that just want to, you know, chill. 
I'm not saying every, and I'm talking about the grade eights. I don't know if the grade fives are like, you know, chill and smoke weed. I don't think so, but you never know. What I would say to that, I think, well, that's kind of just the purpose of the program itself. Like, yeah. Introducing them to these mentors, yeah. Um, we kind of show a lot of these kids that hey, there is an alternative path. Mm-hmm. You can go to med school. You can go to school for business. You can do this. You can do that. Um, so it's not necessarily anything I explicitly say to them. Rather, it's more of an implicit lesson mm-hmm. that we try to teach them through their just like regular interactions with the mentors. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the program itself, like I kind of structure so it can almost work as like a networking opportunity for the students because not all of them go to the same school so say they are interested in entrepreneurship right there's an opportunity for them to meet another kid into that type of stuff and maybe they link up start a business you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. yeah well yes right now we're not meeting but young people get creative you never know in zoom just make sure you look good and you know or make sure you do the audio call if you don't want to show your face. Do the audio call and, you know, tune in, you know. You can get a lot of encouragement. It's better than getting the encouragement what you're listening to now. Am I correct, Mr. Noble? <laughs> I said it's better that it's better to be with you guys than listening to the, okay, some of the people, what they're listening to. It's not the encouragement they should be getting. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Sure. That's what I I think it's better to stick with you guys than just stick with somebody like Drake teaching me. Well, Drake's only looking out for himself. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying that in a bad way. Music can encourage us too, but this is kind of young people reassessing your life, thinking about the future because one day you're not going to be 14 no more. You're going to be 24. And then another day you're going to be 34. Then another day, you're going to be 44. <laughs> Mr. Noble gets what I'm talking about, right? I'm still, I'm, I'm, I haven't even turned 20 yet, so oh, I'm okay. going to learn. I'm going <laughs> to learn. <laughs> but you know what? I'm glad you threw that out there. You know, you got a, you got still got a long life, you know, ahead of you. But I'm so glad that you are so passionate about helping the younger ones, you know, because most 19-year-olds are not thinking uh, like you, but do you find you get, like, a lot of haters or jealousy around you for starting this? Uh, I would say for the most part, I honestly only receive positivity. Oh, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. When, when you have, when you have like... When you have it implemented, right, I'm surprised, like, you don't have the naysayers saying, bro, man, why are you doing this for, yo, man? You're too young to be doing all this. Maybe from, like, I guess, certain adults. Like, I've, I've definitely had interactions where people are like, hmm, okay, that's cute. I, <laughs> um, but for the most part, yeah, I know. Then, like those little like shady jabs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, shady so, jabs. <laughs> for the most part, like I've just received so much overwhelming support from the community, um, in like in terms of like Brothers United. So mm-hmm. like I'm grateful for that. Like the community really supports and really just show us like love, um, and I just value that so much. 
<laughs> now, when you say community, do you want to shout out some of the communities that you have been in doing some of these programs? So, at the moment, we're only operating in the Durham region, but in terms of supporters, I just want to take a second to shout out Lucky's Corner in Ajax, mm -hmm. a Caribbean restaurant that sponsors us, Myrtle's Kitchen, uh, Damn Foods. They're all just like different, like black owned businesses that have like showed us a lot of love, kind of just helped the program as we've grown. And oh, Bokasi Felby Public School, shout out to Mr. Jenkinson and the staff there for helping, kind of supporting the program and just letting us kind of, you know, host it out of their school so graciously. So yeah, but there's, there's countless, there's countless more I can name, but the community has been great. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But you do see it growing like you would do. Okay, so far it's in Durham, but you ever would think you'd push it to Scarborough next to, like, oh, yeah. you know, open it up more? Or do you just oh, want to yeah. keep it within Durham? No, I don't know. Like, expansion is the goal. Mm -hmm. Right now, like, the main motive is just building a strong base so that we can expand with ease. Um, but, yes, I want to be in Toronto I want to be across the GTA eventually. Um, I really want to push this like as far as I can within reason. And yeah. I'm glad you want to push it farther. You can push it to Brampton. You can push it to Burlington. You can put, even push it to the border like Niagara. You can even push it to Windsor. You push it there, right? Exactly. Okay. So, okay. You never know. You push it to the States too. <laughs> <laughs> Man, the state, that's a, that's a different ballpark. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you never do. You could be an international success. <laughs> I'd be open to it. I'd, I'd definitely be open to it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I guess we'll see. I guess I'll, we'll see in the next five, ten years. We'll mm -hmm. see what you get with that. Okay. But mention for sure. Okay, so the goal for 2021 back is to my question that might sound like an overlapping question, but in case, you know, there's parents listening, you know, with, what do you call it, kids, they probably think, you know what, I want to give this a chance. Tell us the goal of what 2021's going to bring us that we didn't get in 2020. 2021, um, the main goal is to be able to deliver high higher quality programming. I feel like with kind of COVID that greatly disrupted our flow because we were so new to like Zoom and like delivering lessons to like um, online platforms. So the main goal is to adapt kind of how we operated function better uh, to COVID as we enter into um, the new year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And do you find you're adapting to it now? Because this is going to be a while, even though there is a vaccine, but it's still going to be a while before we can, you know, meet in person again. Do you think you are adapting to the Zooms and adapting to the social media culture, reaching the young people? Yeah, so the program ended in june mm -hmm. so we only run from january to june just to clarify for yeah. listeners so um from since we ended like me and my supervisors have just been like really diligent in trying to prepare for january because you know, we really want to get it right and i'm confident i'm honestly really excited yes i do wish there's so many like different lessons that i wish we could have done in person mm -hmm. um but i'm very excited Mm -hmm. And I think we have it like we we learned we learned a lot 
I think we've learned our kind of shortcomings with the online platforms, and yeah, mm-hmm. we're ready. Do you have any success stories you want to want to share with us um, from last year in 2020 or maybe 2019? Let's go back to that because last, what do you go? We're still in 2020, but you know what I'm saying. For, do you have any <laughs> um, success stories of 2019 or 18 that you would want to share with us? Like, you know, this student such and such is still doing well today. Hmm. I think a lot of our, a lot well, a lot of our alumni are still like so young. Mm-hmm. Like I think our oldest, I guess quote unquote alumni are only like grade ten. Mm-hmm. Um, however, like whenever because they will occasionally kind of like come back and like drop in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm proud to see them just like just doing well mm-hmm. in school in life. Like nothing crazy. Like oh, this person went viral or. They're on the NBA, but just seeing them doing well, I feel like is the greatest success story. That's honestly just the main goal of the program to see these kids mm-hmm. do well and equip them with all the tools that they need to get to their goals. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you heard feedback from parents? What have parents said to you in the past? Parents have been, again, super supportive. They're just like, we really um appreciate like what you're doing um my child loves coming here like this is kind of favorite part of the week so just thank you um all feedback is just again like the kids enjoy it and the parents appreciate it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. now what do you want to say to the parents listening right now that are still unsure but they want to know more and what do you want to tell the young people Oh, to the parents, um, we are going to be promoting our third year very soon. So we're going to have like Q&A, all that type of stuff, where you can kind of learn more about Brothers United. Um, also, feel free to DM, email, or even call us um, if you have any questions whatsoever. I am totally willing to have a conversation and, you know, kind of talk you through what we do in more depth. And yeah, so if you're considering us, check us out and definitely contact if you have any questions. Mm-hmm. And parents, this is in the Durham region. But okay, if there are parents, let's say, who have questions and concerns who are not in the Durham region, let's say I'm a parent and, you know, I have questions, I'm in Peel region, could I reach out still or do you only, for like you forbid it, like you would say find your own resource you wouldn't say that but you know what i'm saying <laughs> given the fact that it's like online we've really kind of relaxed in terms of like i guess ge- like geographies though if they were in PO and they wanted to enroll their student um or their child i should say you know we'd be open to that since it's primarily going to be zoom mm-hmm. um in general if it was just like normal meetups and they were in like way way out of like the gta or like durham then i'd be like i'm not sure if it'd be realistic for you to get your child here every week i feel like that'd be a strain on you but yeah they can reach out for sure <laughs> i know most parents are going to do that but you never know there could be parents that have yeah. questions internationally to say you know how do i get you know my child more motivated and more excited because i'll tell you if i was to be a child again i say this to god all the time if I was to be a child again, there would be, I would wish for something like this. And if I was, you know what, if I was in basketball, I would really be wished 
like to wish sorry to be mentored by lebron james that would be a dream <laughs> but i can't go back because i'm a 34 almost a 35 year old man that ain't happening so <laughs> i'm just saying if i could go back you know what i'm saying brother <laughs> so, yeah so you hey lebron if you're listening to this you know definitely feel free to uh, hit us up yeah. love to have you the guest speaker i'm just funny i just want to put that one out in the universe just in case just in case <laughs> yeah, well you know what i'm glad you put it up because you never know who's listening and i've had celebrities listen to the show i don't brag about it but we've had <laughs> celebrities who listen to the show and lebron james if you're listening help a brother out come on lebron help a brother out and you know support the like you know you guys take donations right yes we do Okay. 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 How have your donations been? Are they been up, down? Um. Honestly, we in the past we never really pushed donations too much, just because like we had like grant funding. Mm -hmm. Um. I think recently or during the summer, in the wake of like the incident with George Floyd, um, Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, like there was a blood of support support from the community and people who want to kind of like donate mm -hmm. um, but yeah i don't really i guess look into donations too much yes mm -hmm. we are open to donations but primarily um we either operate off of granting mm -hmm. but yeah Mm -hmm. And now your thoughts on that, you know, because this year was, you know, the BLM movement. What's your thoughts about and even the black men and the black women that have been killed? What are your thoughts on that? Well, well, first and foremost, like I was heartbroken mm -hmm. um, that summer. Like that was in all honesty, like very difficult because I can still remember being like 13 on Twitter when the video of Eric Garner was released and watching a police officer literally choke the life out of this man. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, all those incidents, especially, like, how, um, like, back-to-back -back they occurred was a lot to take in. You know, I'm not going to lie. It really broke my heart and just... It hurt, in a way. And you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. the fact that we're in 2020 and mm -hmm. our people are going through this stuff. But mm -hmm. for no, me, it... my... Like, I saw a lot of, like, kind of outreach on social media and you know like blackout tuesday all that type of stuff and i think that's great i think yes we do need to raise awareness yes we do need to use these platforms um to support causes like this at the same time i'm the type of person where it's just like i like to just do it like i just like to kind of get to action um so i encourage like all the people who you know supported who reposted who shared really ask yourself like what are some of the tangible steps that you can take, whether you are black or not, um, to support this movement. And yeah. Mm, I like that. Yeah, you're right. What are the steps? And for those that maybe shy away from those <laughs> things, but are open, do you think it's an oxymoron? Let's say if I'm saying I'm for Black Lives Matter, but I don't want to really support, is it an oxymoron you think? Or do you think... You shouldn't no. even bother saying anything. Like, even if it's not specifically the Black Lives Matter organization, what are you doing to support the Black community, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Or Black businesses in your city or mm -hmm. Black organizations in your city. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think the sentiment enough, like the sentiment alone is good enough. Like, I personally believe, okay, 
now you need to announce that with your actions. And you don't have to do anything crazy. Don't think you have to plan a whole, like, protest. Like, for me, how I contribute is through this program, through a part of you. That's nothing crazy, right? Mm-hmm. That's something I like to do out of my own passion. Whatever you, whatever is in your lane or whatever you feel like you can contribute, do that, right? Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. Yeah. And I like that message too. And then to my question of what do you want to tell the young people listening right now, if they are listening, say, you never know, we do got our 14 year olds that like to listen. Cause mostly we do talk about hip hop here. We do gospel hip hop, gospel R&B as well too, but 80% of it is just hip hop. But you know, today we're talking about something different, but what do you want to say to the young people that are 13, 14, maybe 15, even listening? Biggest thing I would say is you guys have the power to create your own realities, right? You may not come from ideal home lives or situations. Um, but you guys are, you know, blessed to be, in a country like Canada, I'm specifically talking to our Canadian listeners. Um, and I know things may not necessarily be easy in your life, but I really want to encourage you to use whatever resources that you have around you, whatever connections that may be around you and leverage those to get to where you want to be. You have the power to create your reality. You have the power to change your reality. Um, and yeah, that'd be my my big sermon for the day. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the people that are around your age group that haven't got started on a dream or something they're working on, what would you tell them? Honestly, like, go at your own pace. Like, I feel like, or at least with some of my friends and just peers, like, they almost beat themselves up for not having their lives 100% together. Um, and, like, just be realistic. You know, like, obviously, yes, have your goals, have your aspirations, but if you're not necessarily there yet, you know, don't beat yourself up. Like, you are on your own timing. Um, Take your time. As long as you're not wasting time, as long as you're still moving forward, just because you're moving at, like, a slower pace than, I guess, maybe your friends, like, you know what I mean? Like, don't don't beat yourself up for that. Mm -hmm. Um, Just show yourself compassion. Go at your own pace. And if you don't have everything figured out, that's okay. Like, I don't feel like we have to at this age. I don't even have things 100% figured out. Most <laughs> of people might look at me and be like, oh, yeah, it's together. Like, I'm still um, working my way through life. So as long as you commit to learning about yourself and learning um, where you want to go, then it's all good. You have it more figured out than me. I'll tell you that, brother. <laughs> I'm 34. I don't have it all. I'm still trying to put the pieces of my life together, Okay any of us though like let's be honest to any of us (laughs) do you want to throw out your platforms and throw out how people can support if they're listening still and they're still unsure of how they can support or feel let's say okay i can't give money but i want to support you know do you want to throw that out yeah so um even though yes we do accept like monetary donations we also accept like other types of in-kind donations. So if you have, say, used sports equipment, basketball, soccer ball, all that type of stuff, we accept those. Um, gift cards for, like, food. Our boys love to eat. So, like, gift cards, we appreciate those very, very, very much. Um, and, yeah, 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, food, business the- or something like that, and you would like to be a guest speaker. Mm-hmm. Like those type of things, you know, we appreciate very much. Okay, sorry if I interrupted him there, <laughs> listeners. But food, yes, the boys do love. Do you guys talk about food shortage? Because that's something, too, that happens, and especially in the black community, food shortage is something. Is food shortage something you guys do have discussions on as well, too? We have not yet, actually. That's a, hmm, I heard that one <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's an idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to tell you how to run your program, brother. I, I, but it's just something I thought I would ask. We don't have to invite you to do a session for us. Yeah. <laughs> Food shortage, because it is on serious, a serious, you know, thing sure. that is happening. On, you know, some black families do have poverty where they can't afford, you know, a good home cooked yeah. meal. So, okay, so you're saying anything if they want to guest speak or donate, you guys are willing to take that, right? Yeah. Post, repost, share, all that, like, anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever you can do. Okay, okay, okay. And throw out your social media again, too, if they just want to contact you directly or they want to contact the Brothers United Mentorship Program. Yeah, so you guys can follow us on Instagram at Brothers United underscore MP. Uh, Twitter, we're at Official Bump. Um, Facebook is also Brothers United underscore MP. If you want to contact me personally, my own Instagram is Trevin underscore Noble. Um, and yeah, you can either call email all that contact information is available on our social media um you can also email us at brothers united mp at gmail.com and we will be glad to answer any questions you can slide in our dms we'll still answer any questions you guys have okay 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 it's so good to get to know you mr noble thank you honestly donovan like really just want to thank you for this opportunity and just you know using your platform to kind of like touch on our stories in our community so big kudos to you much love much love for that and i appreciate it okay 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 so listeners this is a good like we are going to talk about these things i know again most listeners say well what about the hip-hop again you can scroll down look through a lot of the archives i do that but there is sometimes too we got to focus on the community it can't all be the same because if i have all hip-hop majority of you are not going to listen so i gotta open up the platform and let mr noble talk about his story talk about the experiences too and these are some pretty you know black as again black people on a whole black men black women you know they do need the mentorship we do need the guidance and we need to focus on our communities and you know get us some more lawyers get us some more doctors get us some more engineers right i mean don't get me wrong if you do want to be and maybe there are people that are made for the tv industry some not all but if you want to do it these brothers can help you right Right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. To reach me, Donovan, D-O-N-O-V-A-N, period, L-A-C-R-O-X-I, at gmail.com. Tell me what you like about the show. Tell me what you didn't like. Maybe you all felt like I could have asked more questions, but I think I covered, like, everything unless i miss something he'll let me know but i think i covered mostly everything and he had a good time didn't you 
<laughs> all right, all right, all right. And also, if you want to reach me on Instagram, D O N O V A N L A C R O X I, as well on Instagram, too. Uh, our 100 week continues. This is episode 108. So, again, Trevin Noble, I want to thank you from the Brothers United Mentorship Program. Make sure you check out their website and reach out. Thank you so much, Mr. Noble. Thank you, Donovan.